0: have probably have people or know people that have went through something like that suffering silence and it ended terribly so we don't want that to happen to anyone so yeah if you need help please there's someone that will listen and understand or at least try to understand what you're going through but life is worth living that's something my stepmom tells me to this day that life is worth living so no matter what you're going through there's better days ahead you know i mean you wouldn't appreciate the good days if you didn't have the bad so
1: Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a podcast. Not only is this a podcast, but it's our journey. A journey that we hope you want to ride out with us as we intend to educate you guys, inspire, talk about past and current experiences, and to make one think to stop judging others. Most importantly, stop judging yourself based on others' views and perceptions. With that said, you'll be hearing from me, myself, Austin Kirshner, but along with our journey on this podcast will be my mother, Kathy Kirshner, and my brother, Dylan Kirshner. With that said, welcome to Silencing of Stigma. We're going back to the roots.
2: And you were the first one to say you can do this. Like, we support. Like, right. you can do this. We all have issues. Asai's going to get a little into his story, right. but, right. I mean, we won't talk about constructions. Yeah, you yeah, will. Yeah. I mean,
0: my construction looks <laughs> but, a little different <laughs> than your construction. Yeah, true. And but, my my story is not as in-depth as Farhan's. So, I mean, I definitely want to start off by that. Like, you, you've lived a very different life because you were literally, like, in the addiction. You know what I mean? Like, he experienced the addiction part where... I really didn't so I mean jumping into my story I was born addicted and that's why I got adopted but that's also I kind of feel like why I never went that far
2: so as a baby you actually were born addicted to heroin
0: yeah so I got taken away so I was born addicted to heroin and I got taken away by the government from birth and I went into a foster home um that foster home had multiple children in it, in and out of it. Uh, like I said, I'm not gonna get too in, in, in depth with like all the, the, the details. I'm just gonna probably try to like speed it up a little bit. But um, so going from birth until I was two years old, that's when I actually got adopted. Like it was a foster home, and then they got rid of all the kids and kept me. So at this point. I also have older parents. Let, let let me start off by saying that because that's honestly I feel like another reason why I was raised in, um, am a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like than than the typical people my age is because I have a older upbringing. Like my my parents were in their late 40s when they had me. You know what I mean? So, I talk to people that are in their 40s now or 50s and we have the same age parents and stuff like that and have learned a lot of the same thing or heard a lot of the same things with older people. So it's kind of crazy when I think about that. Um, But, yeah, so when I was two years old is when it got finalized and it was just me and my mom and my dad. And at this point, actually, my dad was an alcoholic. And at this, he was what they call a functioning alcoholic so he went by at this point my dad also had um a really good job he was a locomotive engineer um also my dad was in the military for 22 years he was a chief in the military so he actually did really well and he was and still so like I still consider my dad like he he is an amazing man you know what I mean he he from learning talking to Um, My stepmom now, which I'll I'll get into that because she knew my dad pretty much all her life and has told me some things that I I didn't know about my dad that I know now. Mm -hmm. Um, But even though my dad was a functioning alcoholic, the one thing about him is that he always handled business and he always took care of whatever needed to be taken care of in the terms of family. Um, I also want to throw out there that I have three sisters as well. Um, They're a lot older than me, and they actually have kids that have kids. So I'm a great uncle, which is kind (laughs) of crazy. And I'm not even 30 yet, and I'm a great uncle, so that's kind of wild to me. Um, But, yeah, that also puts into perspective, like, how old, like, older my parents are and how I was raised up with an older generation. Um, But, yeah, so, like I said, my dad, being a functional alcoholic, he took care of business but at the same time like he was very I feel like kind of emotionally unavailable um probably from his past he didn't really know his father and that's something that I learned um alcohol is was big in in the family and it's kind of crazy because like I have a lot of family but it's kind of wild because like my family's not like super family oriented Mm -hmm. so like we, don't, we didn't really have, like, Christmas gatherings where, like, your whole family comes up and you spend a whole bunch of time with family and we don't really do reunions. And, I, I, like, I wasn't raised like that. So it was really always just my immediate family, like my mom and my dad. I remember going to, like, my grandma's and stuff like that. And um, I feel like we were a lot more family-oriented when my mom was alive because she kind of kept the family together. She was a lot more, I feel like, family-oriented than my dad is because, mm-hmm. like I said, he's a little... Emotionally unavailable, but that's probably because of how he was raised with his father, and he didn't really know how to be a father. You know what I mean? He knew how to provide and make sure you're good financially and make sure you're not living like, struggling out here, not skipping meals or anything. You can definitely tell if you see me, you can tell I'd never skip the meal. (laughs) I promise you that. My dad made sure I was fed. I promise. And that was one thing that he loved to do, too. Like, he, he, in the military, like, he went all around the world. And, like, one thing that my dad was really, really good at, too, is cooking. And, like, he could, like, taste a cuisine and know exactly what's in it. And he could go and make it. It was kind of crazy. Like, my dad was an amazing cook, and it's kind of crazy that I'm not, because I really don't <laughs> like cooking that crazy at all. I know how to cook, but not not to that extent. Like, <laughs> he could make anything. It was wild. But, like, he enjoyed that. Like And that that was kind of his enjoyment. Um, he also enjoyed fishing. And I remember that was a way for us to bond was when – and it, w- it was when I got older that we started to bond a little bit more. It was kind of crazy, because when I remember being young – And wanting to, like, bond with my dad, like, go play catch or go to the movies or just spend time with your dad. You know what I mean? Like, it's your dad. You want to spend time with him. And he was always wasted. So we didn't really spend too much time together. And he wasn't like that. And then when we would spend time together, I would instantly, like, regret it because he's so wasted. And it was embarrassing, honestly. Like, we would go out to eat and stuff like that. And he would be, like, spilling food all over himself and stuff like that, and be loud and obnoxious, and it was more embarrassing than, like, having fun, you know? So, it was, like, at at that point, I really didn't enjoy it. Like, I wanted to spend time with my dad and get to know my dad, but then I was just like, oh, my God, this was, like, a mistake. Like, why do we do this? He would be, and, like, my dad would, I've been in a couple car accidents with my dad because he was wasted and stuff like that, total cars, and... And I remember, I, I actually remember that this one time vi- vividly, actually, and it was over a winter coat. It was, I, I had to go to school, and it was winter, so it was cold, clearly, but it, there's this thing you can do where you could wear layers, you know yeah. what I mean? And you would be good. And my dad, being my dad, it's his way or the highway, you know what I mean? And he was like, no, you need your winter coat. My winter coat was in Baltimore, Maryland. At my grandmother's house, an hour away, he's wasted too by, it's like probably like seven or eight o'clock at night. And I was like, dad, I'll just wear layers. Like I don't, you're wasted. Like you, you've been drinking, like you do not need to drive to go get a winter coat. It's not that big of a deal. And he was like, no, get in the fucking car. We're going to Baltimore. And I was like, all right. And then we got in the car and I remember driving on the highway. And my dad used to do this thing where like he would be wasting, he would start coughing. And he would pass out, like literally just pass out because like, he couldn't catch his breath. And I remember being on the highway and he started to do that, just was coughing and like couldn't catch his breath. And at this point, I think I'm I think I'm like 11 or 12. So that, that was kind of scary. You uh, know what absolutely. I mean? And, and literally banged into like the left guardrail went all the way across traffic, banged into the other guardrail, and then came back across traffic, banged into that guardrail, and then my, like, my dad came too. And like he stopped the car, and he was just like, what the hell just happened? I'm like, Dad, I'm like, just got into a car accident. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm just like, Dad, you just like passed out. You know what I mean? And he was just like, oh shit. And like he gets out of the car sees everything and I just remember him like calling the tow truck and we get towed to my grandmother's house but it's kind of crazy because he did all this for a winter coat and I ended up missing school for like two or three days (laughs) so it's just like (laughs) because now we're involved we don't have a car you know what I mean and it's just like like you did all that and and I missed school you know what I mean ended up in a worse predicament but I mean when you're in that mindset and you're drinking you don't really think like that you just think about like what you want to do yeah. you know at at the time, so um but yeah need, 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 needless to say like i'm I'm not over here trying to like bash my dad or anything like that, because, like I said, he's an amazing guy, and I've learned a lot from him, but I just want you guys to know kind of like some of the things that I went through yeah. with an alcoholic father, and um I didn't really talk too much about my mom um but i'll I'll run through that a little bit here when um All right, so what's crazy is that, like, me and my dad didn't have, like, a crazy relationship until she passed, because, like, of course, we kind of got, like, forced to have a relationship at that point, but really growing up, like, from when one to eight, when my mom did pass, it was really just me and my mom. I was a mama's boy. I was always up under her. She's the one that really made the decision to adopt me. Um, She was the one running the show with the foster home and everything like that. My dad was just there for support, really. Like I said, he was a Alcoholic, so he probably didn't even really want to be all involved in that. He just wanted to work and make sure the bills were paid. That's the type of man my dad was. And then whatever my mom wanted to do, he supported it. Okay. You know, so um, so it was really more so my mom's decision. I feel like to even really adopt me and finalize it, which is kind of a blessing in itself. Like they had, like we had, probably over like 13 kids in this home, and for me to be the one to like. Get adopted and essentially like be chosen. I feel very blessed and fortunate for that because I I grew up in a good family. Like like my mom was amazing, um, very loving, and I just I just remember that. Like I don't remember too many things from being that young. I'm just being real with you, so I don't remember like everything so vividly. But the you you never forget how someone made you feel.
2: Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. my mom, I just definitely remember. Always, always feeling super loved by her. She wasn't into like drugs or anything like that. She smoked cigarettes, um, but that's about it. So she was never an alcoholic or any type of drug user. So I, I, I do know that. I, I don't know. She was just a lot more. I don't. I don't know. Like she wasn't fogged by drugs. You know okay, what I mean? Yep. So she was just a lot more. Um, attentive. And she, I just remember her being very, she was more like a superwoman because I remember like she did a lot. And I remember going to school and coming home from school and the whole house would look different. It was crazy. I remember that about my mom, like literally the whole house, like, like back in the day, wallpaper was a thing. Like she could literally like wallpaper the whole crib, the whole crib and change up Everything like decorations-wise, everything like the whole entire house, three, (laughs) three, four house, a three, four. That was the craziest things to me, and this is in a span of like eight hours. Like, how did you do that, mom?
1: Bro, I couldn't find stuff because she'd pick it up and move it somewhere. Yeah, (laughs)
0: literally, like the whole house. I hung
2: wallpaper. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, and like it was just crazy how she could change. So she was, she was a superwoman. I just remember that, and everyone I talked to that knew my mom always just had nothing but the best things to say about her. And I really just feel like that's a lot of the reason why I'm the reason that I am in the terms of, like, feelings and emotions and, like, caring about people because I was raised that way, you know what I mean? And I just, I treat people the way I want to be treated. It's very simple. It's the golden rule. We learned that in elementary school. And I feel like as we get older, people have just really like detached from that and I mean I know it's there's a lot of experiences that can kind of make you cold-hearted and stuff that you go through in life but you always want to remember just how everyone was saying is that (laughs) everyone has a story you know what I mean and you should be kind because you're not the only one that has been through things you know so at the end of the day you should still treat people the way you want to be treated and if you feel like you're being an asshole nine times out of ten you are being an asshole so if you're an asshole like you should change that. You know what I mean? And really think about like is this how I would wanna be treated? So that that that's why I just feel like I'm the way I am because that that's always my driving factor and that's what I live by. My motto is treat people how you wanna be treated, you know? So but um yeah, so going back to my mom though, she passed when I was eight from neanerism. Uh so she died before she even hit the floor, which is kinda crazy. But I remember, I remember this because, like, like I said, my, me and my dad weren't super, super close from, like, 1-8 until she passed. So I just remember this day when I went to school, and everything was fine. Like, that, that's the craziest thing about it all is that, like, that morning, I remember going downstairs, like, kissing my mom, da-da-da, like, a normal day, going to school, getting on the bus. And then it was probably around, like, I don't know, like, 11, 12 where my dad was at school. And I was like, what? they were like, yeah, come down to the office. Your dad's here. I was like, what? Like, and this threw me for a big loop because I was just like, this never happened. So I already knew from the gate something was up because, like, that (coughs) does not happen. And then I just remember going down there and, like, I remember looking at my dad and he didn't say anything. And I was like, dad, what's going on? And he didn't say anything still. And I was just like, Where are we going? And he was just like, get in the car. And I just remember driving and like, I could see something in my dad's face was up and I kept asking him like, dad, what's going on? Like, where are we going? And he's just like, not saying anything. You know what I mean? Like he just wouldn't say anything. And then I remember like getting to the hospital and I'm like, what the hell? I'm just like, why are we here? And once again, my dad's not really like saying much. He's just like, come (laughs) with me. And I remember going in there, and I remember going into a room and seeing my mom like lifeless, you know. And I remember holding her hand, and my dad just started busting out in tears. And I just remember that was a crazy time for me because I was really young, and like my mom was all I knew at this time. So that was. A heavy day, you know and and just being so young and being feeling like and and having like an alcoholic father that's like emotionally unavailable, like when I was going through that, I really felt like I had no one to really like talk to, and I had to go through that alone, you know it was what it felt like you know, even though I wasn't alone, it felt like I was alone because I didn't really like all I knew at eight years old was my mom, you know and of of course. I had my dad, but, like, I didn't feel like I could open up and, like, express my emotions to him, so I kind of, that was a crazy time for me, and things got dark for for me, you know, and I was just, I feel like really depressed and really, of course, sad, and then it really confused, really, I was just like, out of all the people like and and, uh, honestly this is going to sound crazy but out of like the way my dad was living and the way my mom was living I was like I would have always thought it would have been my dad really than my mom so that even threw me more for a loop because I was like wait what like my dad's the one abusing alcohol and smoking cigarettes and doing all this and like working like a dog like I just was like wait what my mom so that was wild and I mean at, at this point um, it's, it's me and my dad So of course he's going through it too And he, I'm eight And my dad's like Has, has an ego So I, I don't feel like he really Thought he could, couldn't find in His eight year old son You know what I mean So he didn't really, I feel like Talk about it much But he started to drink more if anything uh, So that was kind of crazy And I remember like my sisters Lived with me for a little bit Because he needed help at this point, like, my mom took care of me, you know what I mean? My dad just had to go to work, so he needed help. He had an 8-year-old son, and he still had a full-time job that he had to go to. And being a, locomo- a locomotive engineer, like, he worked a lot. I'm not going to lie. My dad was a really, really, really hard worker. I'll definitely back that 100%. I mean, being a chief in the military did 22 years. Like, you, you have to understand the work ethic that takes to accomplish some of the things that my dad has accomplished. So, like, one thing that I will always commend my dad on is his work ethic was impeccable. You know what I mean? Like, I like I strive to have a work ethic like that, and that's probably why I, I work the way I do work. But still, I still don't feel like it compares to his work ethic. Like, that's one thing that I'm, of course, very proud of for my dad and very proud that I've kind of adapted some of that work ethic. And he taught me how to work ever since I was young. Like, I started cutting the grass when I was eight. You know what I mean? So that is one thing that my dad always did teach me is that like nothing is free in life. It never will be. So you got to work for it. And me and my dad, you have to understand back in the time, I'm not even trying to go back and forth and get into like race and stuff here. But he was a black man, too. And back then it was a little bit different. So he had to work two times as harder to get to where he wanted to go compared to probably now. I mean, of course now you know it's still out there but it's not as crazy as when it was back in the 50s and the 60s you know so that's probably another reason why he has a really crazy work ethic is because he had to work like that to get to where he wanted to go my dad was also really smart i i, ne- I never like mentioned that but i'm talking like intelligent like book smart like that's one thing like he was always a man that like didn't have to study it's crazy like and i remember him him telling me about like his sisters and stuff would be like jealous of him because like he was the type that could just sit in a classroom and listen and ace a test and i'm that's not me i wish i wish that was me but like i'm not a book smart person at all like High school school <laughs> was a challenge, you know. For, you did know, you train
2: him for high? You know, did you, you ever know, train you know, him? You know, oh, oh. An, I'm just
0: I'm just being honest here. Like, there there was a point that I seriously feel like my dad had like like a learning disability because he took me out of like public school where I was going. I went to Central all my life, and he put me into like a learning disability school called Kanawago Township. I don't know if anybody's ever heard about that. Hey man, I live
1: in that township. Oh, for, all, right, yeah. all right. Well, there was like all it right. was I plan on sending my kid to Kanawago Township. All right. Well, what? I'm just saying what they definitely say have <laughs> <laughs> I need a review. Please, Please a me. Right, well, let
0: me don't don't send her to Kanawago Township <laughs> because people are definitely going to think she has a learning disability cuz I went there for a year. She
1: She might though. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, if if she does, (laughs) no judgment,
0: no judgment, you know. But I definitely remember that. Like I was in Sylvan. I I know you heard of Sylvan. Yes. Yeah. So I did that because I really like my my dad. Probably I think he really thought that I was like retarded. No, No offense, but and I wasn't, and I'm glad he realized that and he put me back in regular school. It was just that I I don't know like I'm not. A book smart. Some people are book smart. Some people aren't, I feel like. And I wasn't one, but my dad was. So right, right there's another thing. Um, I don't know how I derailed into that from where I was going. But because um, I know where I stopped at is I know my dad needed help, help. when my mom yeah. passed. And that's when my sisters came into play. And they were around. Um, my grandmother was around was here and there um, I had some babysitters and stuff like that here and there, but the crazy part is that I feel like I kind of raised myself, really because like they were there, but like it wasn't like <laughs> having like a mother figure, you know they were just there to help, and um, once again, my dad he did teach me a lot about working, so I, I did a lot of things around the house. And he taught me a lot of things about how to work, and I've always, he's never given me anything. I've always had to work for it, even if it was, like, 20 bucks to, like, go to the movies or something. I would have to do some type of chore something, you know what I mean, to do that. Um, And then growing up, and then I think it was about uh, when I was 13, this is when my dad actually got back with my stepmom. So my stepmom is actually my dad's um, ex-wife. So that he had his three daughters with. My three sisters was with her. And he got back with her, which is kind of crazy. You know what I mean? I feel like that doesn't really happen too often. Where like, you're married, you're divorced, you get with another woman, and then you get back with your ex-husband wife. So that's kinda, that you have three kids with, by the way, as well. So that, that was kind of wild. And the whole reason that they even got a divorce is because of my father's drinking problem, you know what I mean? Like it it was bad. Like it it that that really like kind of affected the family a lot cuz even though my dad was a great provider, like his drinking really ruined a lot of relationships because he turned into a person that wasn't himself, you know, like and that was a lot to take on, you know, he could be an asshole. Nobody really wanted to be around that. That's probably another reason why even when I was when my dad was getting help with me, no one really stayed long because it was hard to deal with him, you know. Like I don't think it was really me. It was just the fact that it was hard to be around him, you know? So um but yeah, like I said, around thirteen, they get back together. And honestly that was a huge blessing. I needed that because I was also getting in a lot of trouble as well i'm I'm not gonna go too deep in into that but i was i was wiling you know what i mean i was doing whatever i wanted to do like as long as i did what my dad told me to do i was doing whatever i wanted to do you know so like i said i was like raising myself and i was just getting into trouble because i was trying to have fun you know what i mean and just the wrong trouble trying to have the wrong fun and then um my stepmom came into my life and she changed all that. You know, she got my ass in line pretty yep. much. She came in there and she was like, Yeah, you're out of control, kid. And we're going to reel it back in. And of course, at that point, I'm like, Who the fuck are you? You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, I don't even know you, lady. And you're coming in here telling me you're going to do what? This is my not. House. Give it, give it, yo, for real. Get, like, literally, like, she was giving me direction and discipline. And I'm like, Dad. <laughs> who is like yeah, what is going on hat. here and, and he would just be like do what she says son <laughs> <laughs> she
1: makes me yeah. do what
0: she says uh, yeah for like if that's what she if that's what your stepmom said you need to do it um what so but long story short that was a blessing because i was out of control and i needed someone to come in here and like shut that down and give me some discipline and be like no we're not doing this, you know what I mean? So um she also has really been like my rock ever since she's been in my life, which is kind of crazy to even like think about that. Oh, here's my sister calling me right now. Um I'll answer that then. But she um like like I said, I, I got into some trouble. I was on like probation and stuff like that and she was there like once the whole step of the way. Like she gave me like rides. She did everything for me and she even told them not to take it easy on me like there was like i, I was pretty cool with my po and i remember like <laughs> i was like in a weekend program and like i messed up my foot and she was gonna like let me off of this weekend program it was like 12 weeks that i had to do and i only did like two or three and then i like hurt my foot so i didn't have to do it anymore and she like was going into like the courtroom to talk to the judge and be like yeah I hurt his foot like he doesn't need to do it anymore da 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 i was like what the hell she was like, "No, you make him do that. I don't care if he hurts his foot at all. He needs to learn." And I was like, "This is crazy," but <laughs> this is crazy. but she but she's the reason she instills that discipline, and she's all about tough love. Like my my stepmom is not your friend. I promise you. And she like she doesn't care if you get mad and angry. I remember she kicked me out one time. <laughs> that was crazy too. And she she tells me about this. She goes back to this story, but she was like, "You need to learn. Like you thought shit was sweet here." And you thought your friends and stuff like that had your back in this and that. So go be with your friends. Go out. And she really did kick me out. It was crazy because I remember I just sat at the bottom of the, like, driveway for, like, three hours. I was like, where am I going? She was like, I don't care where you go, but pack a bag and get out. I was like, okay. And I was just like, all right. So I'm just sitting at the front of the driveway, like, so where am I going? You know what I mean? Like, Waiting for the mail.
1: To yeah, like, <laughs> the bus.
0: That, that was I'll never forget that. But I remember I literally I, I went to my one buddy's house and I stayed with him for about like two weeks to like learn a lesson. But I, I was young at this point. I was probably about like probably about 15, 16. No, no, I wasn't even that. I was probably like 14 or 15 around that time. And she just wanted to teach me a lesson. You know, I got to come back, of course, eventually. But she just wanted me to be like, listen. You're not listening. You think stuff is too sweet here. And you think like the real world, like they got your back, like we got your back in here. No. So go out there and, and learn. And I remember that. Um, and like like I said, she she's just really been a blessing in my life. Like she's instilled discipline. She has instilled a lot of guidance even to this day. You know what I mean? She's still my rock. And it's just so refreshing and I feel so blessed to have a woman like her come into my life after my mom did pass and I never thought I would have another woman like that in my life and to have her come in and like really be a true mother figure and really like help me out and be the biggest support system that I feel like I've I've ever had, like that. that's crazy to me. And I love that, you know what I mean? I love that and I just feel very blessed and fortunate to have her in my life and to be there every step of the way and really teach me real life things you know what i mean so and and not sugarcoat things because the one thing the world doesn't do is sugarcoat things so you trying to protect your kids and give them the easy way or give them everything they want or blah 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 make them feel comfortable you're you're setting them up for failure i'm telling you that right now like you need to be tough on your kids because the world is going to be tough on your kids so and you don't want them to take it as a shock when they get out there and they're like, whoa, this wasn't how it was back at home. And then that that could probably derail people to go in directions you probably don't want them to go in as, as well. So um, I just, once again, just really thank my stepmom for being there for me and and taking it hard on me, you know what I mean, to make sure that like I really understand um, and then from there, uh, I mean, I'll go a little bit and in, into this too. like recently, it was actually Christmas Eve is when my dad passed, and that was kind of crazy. that was and that's still kind of really fucking the family up right now because it was really recent. Like I feel like it's really affecting my mom, and it's really affecting my sisters a lot more than me, because this is the first parent in the first person that they ever lost like I lost my mom when I was eight, and that kind of like really numbed me to a lot then where like losing my dad it's it's definitely fucking me up but not as much as I me losing my mom like I try I think about that a lot and I compare it and I'm just like it's kind of wild to think that like why do I not feel as broken as when I lost my mom and I've think I talk to myself and I think it's probably because I went through a crazy heartbreak like that and I kind of to this day have I mean tried to numb that feeling you know what I mean and kind of like numb that void and losing my dad it it's crazy to me because I'm like damn like I lost two parents before the age of 30 like that's kind of crazy to think about but at the same time I try to tell myself that it's life. You know what I mean? It's a cycle of life. And also, my dad was in a lot of pain. And it was harder seeing him live like that because he wasn't living. That wasn't a life to live. He was constantly in pain. He constantly looked depressed. He constantly looked defeated. And honestly, seeing him like that was more depressing than anything, than him actually, like, I feel like resting in peace now. And he doesn't have to live a life like that because that, that, He was sick for a while, for some years, and just every year it would just get worse and worse and worse, and it was hard looking at my dad like that every day. So, I mean, honestly, it's it's heartbreaking that he's not here with us, but at the same time, I feel better knowing that he's not in constant pain all the time, like all the time. I can't even imagine, like he would be, like there was times where, there was multiple times where he would have to the the ambulance would have to come to the house and take him to the hospital because he was in excruciating pain like and and like my dad's a fairly like tough guy so like to see him in pain like that and crying and stuff like that like i was like i can't even imagine that type of pain that he's always in and to feel that so um like i said i mean l- losing my dad christmas eve is was definitely rough for me and i'm still trying to like really process it all Um, but like I said I feel like it's a little it's been a little bit more tough on the family than it has with me and I just I mean I want to do what I need to do and be here for them and I feel like I don't know my family's a little bit different they're not that open I feel like with stuff like that like my, my mom like I talk to her and I'm like hey how are you doing are you good and she's like yeah I'm good and then sometimes sure sure tell me like I was thinking about your dad today and we're have a conversation about it and stuff like that but like I don't feel like she's really, like, telling me everything, you know what I mean? And I don't feel like my my sisters, I don't really, like, especially my one sister, I don't even really talk to her about it. And my other sister lives here, so that's probably the only reason why we kind of have conversations about it is because she lives here and I go to her house and we are talk about daddy and go from there. But, like, a lot of, like, we don't really talk about it, you know what I mean? And it's, I mean, I don't know why that is, but I just feel like that that's something that how my family i kind of always been like not that open, you know what I mean not, and like I said, not that like not not that we don't care about it and love each other, but like I, I never grew up in like a family oriented type of setting where like Christmas is and Easters and like mm-hmm. y'all take family photos and you know what I mean go out to eat and have a get like that was never our my family. You know what I mean? Like we would cook. Like my parents would cook but like it was never like a big hurrah, big thing. So I don't know. Now that that's just kinda how I grew up and I mean I, I know losing people is is, is rough. You know, and it's always kind of crazy to try to understand what someone's going through when they lose someone because you really don't. I feel like you really can't, like, because everyone processes it differently, you know, I mean, you can try to relate, but, like, really, you never really know what that person is going through, you know, so... That's, that's if,
2: true. And someday you may talk about it. You and your sisters and your mom may talk about it.
0: Yeah, a little bit more than we do. Because yep. we, talk, we talk, but I just feel like we're not, like,
2: it's pretty we're kind of, it's
0: like it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, well, I feel like they kind of have the mindset, like, talking about it and stuff like that is just going to open up a wound and make you feel feelings that you don't want to feel. So let's accept it. Let's celebrate the, the the life, but let's move on. You know that, that's kind of how I I view it. Like not move on in a bad way either. Yeah. You know what I mean. But let, let like let's not keep dwelling on that. You know what I mean. Let's move past it. Like. No one makes it out alive type of thing. So everyone's time is ticking, and you need to realize that. And you need to. It makes you honestly enjoy the people that you do have in your life now, the loved ones that you do have. Love them a little bit more. Losing a loved one makes you want to love your loved ones more, you know what I mean, and spend more time with them and appreciate them more. And if you're fighting or you're going through something, dead it, you know what I mean? Like if you have a little beef or something going on, it's not worth it, you know? Like just move past it. You know, like, like, like life is too short, yep. you know, so you need to appreciate people while you still have them in, in your life and live the best life that you possibly can with your loved ones and the people that really care for you. And that's in your corner and wants the best for you, you know, so that's kind of my take on things. Well, so, no, but, that's
2: a good take. And I just want to share before we get off a sigh he he says you know he want, he was raised by older people and you can see that in his maturity as far as respect so i will always respect yes ma'am i mean even customers on the phone talk to oh, him yeah. forever. He he gets into the most bizarre <laughs> conversations. with. De- It'll be an hour. We're lucky to talk to an office for two minutes, and he's on there an hour and a half. Talking about, every, talking about ev- like everything. Talking about everything. Like that lady doesn't life. have a job. Like, like, what I mean? like, what like, life? He literally I mean, had me in tears one day. A lady was connection. talking about going on vacation with her daughter, and yeah. her daughter had passed, and he's, yeah. like, comforting her. And yeah. I'm like, He's on the phone trying to sell dental stuff. And he hung up yeah. and he said, Kathy, I'm sorry. I just couldn't bring that back to a sale. <laughs> yeah, there's no, uh, there's no, next
0: time. You know, there, there's a time and place, you know, and, and first and foremost, we're people first. Yeah. So she moved you, bro. And yeah. she yeah, moved no. him,
2: but he didn't ask for the sale. But yeah. I just want to share, like, you know, you share your dad and we, and we love him. And yeah, alcoholism is terrible. And it's, it's a disease and it's them. And it's not the true them. But his mom, it was Valentine's Day this year, and his dad passed away at Christmas time, and if anybody that knows this boy, he he idolizes time off, but he uses it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he came in, and it was Valentine's Day, and he said, I think I'm going to take a half a day today, and I'm going to take my mom to dinner, because my dad's not here anymore, and that he used to do things for her. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, so sp- I remember crying at my yeah. desk, and I was like, that is so special. Yeah. Like, you're Busy in your life, you have minimal time off left, but it's important enough for you to realize that your dad is not here and you want your mom to remember that she's not forgotten. And that just that day, just because young kids today, like you said, don't do that. Like they're living in their life. And here you are, who's very cautious of when he uses his time off because it's always limited. (laughs) Um, And he did that. And so I just wanted to put well, that on the podcast. Like, I commend you. So while they were being right. strict and raising you, they raised you into someone who says, right. Yes, ma'am, 100%. no, sir, right. 100% respect yes. M- to everybody. Everybody, whether they're military younger than upbringing. You or older. Yeah. The
0: military will do that to you. My dad wanted me to go into the military so bad, and I was like, For what? <laughs> dad, I'm in the military. Yeah. I'm yeah. in the military. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess I could go and get paid for it, but I mean, like, I'm good. If this is what the military is like, I want yeah, not. Nah. Yeah, exactly. I'm good, yes, sir. Dad, love you, but yeah, no, sir. Okay, not going. So, and I haven't gone. You know, and You're too and old now, now I'm too old now. So thank God. So, and trust me, my my dad's probably looking down. And I mean, I I I hope he's he's happy because I mean, I've I've tried to. Live up to everything that he's taught me, but I need to go a little bit harder too. Like, my boy Farhan, man, like, he's this is my big brother, and I idolize this guy because, especially in a professional setting, because my man got it together, and I'm trying to get it together. Like, financially, I don't know anyone my age, you know, I don't know anyone my age that hasn't more together than Farhan does, and that's why, like, I idolize this guy, and this is my big brother, and I come to him for advice all the time when it comes to being professional and stuff like that. And I know like he, he tells me like, bro, you need to get your shit together. You need to start saving your money and you need to go a little bit harder. You know what I mean? And I'm going to get there. I'm definitely going to get there. But I mean, I'm, I'm really proud that for one, and I want to say this on the podcast that my guy took that big leap. And now I feel like you're going to be getting paid for your talent. That was one thing that I always told Farhan, too, that, like, bro, you're too good at this. Like, there's some people that are just naturally good at sales. You know what I mean? Just naturally good. And Farhan's one of them. You know, like, I like
2: Kelly's. I have to try. But you are one of them. I mean, I'm decent, but,
0: like, there's something with Farhan that, bro, like, it's just it clicks with him. And I'm like, bro, like, Like, you need to go somewhere where you will get what you deserve for your talent. And I'm just very happy that you finally did that. You know what I mean? And now you're actually really, really going to reap the benefits of being the type of salesperson that you are. And... I and you will, there, that, so. you will yeah, get there. You will get there, too. Your
2: time will come. Definitely. definitely. And, and you will get there, as well, and we'll help you. Like yeah. like Farhan said, one thing that we don't I just want to make sure do, I make the right, the right yeah. choice because <laughs> we all know
0: I made the wrong choice a little earlier. He left,
2: he left us because yeah. he didn't want to dial anymore. He left yeah. us for this great job, and I'm like, you'll be back. Yeah. I remember in the office, I said, whatever you do. Leave here on the right terms because Mm -hmm. that way, if something doesn't work out, and we tell everybody that, we will have the opportunity to have you back. Not everybody do we take back, but certain people. And he left, and he smiled, and he said, "No, I'll be good. I'll be good." How long? How long were you gone? uh, Two months.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They good two months. Enough time to realize that my money was getting (laughs) fucked up, and I needed to come back. (laughs) He came back so fast, they were like,
1: "Bro." We're just going to act like you yeah. didn't leave. Yeah, they, like, didn't, yeah. they, yeah, they just, put me like, on a
0: leave. They didn't even <laughs> yeah. really terminate me. I got a letter termination, and it wasn't even a termination. It was a leave of absence.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: how confident they were that I was coming back.
2: They <laughs> were no, like, we're not terminated this point. Crazy. Man. He
0: and, came I mean,
2: back with the same starting date and yo, vacation F- yo, and everything. F- he everything. got it all back. Crazy. He was on a leave of absence. But thank God for that, though. Honestly, <laughs> thank <laughs> God. And, and, because. and you yeah. said it like I took the leap of faith, but it was much more than the job or being too good at sales, or it was the fact that I was able. I was, I was the front lines of being able to help someone get their shit together. Right. Think about it. Right. The first person.
0: I and mean, you taught me pretty much sees. everything I I know. I I mean I feel like I'm the salesperson I am at Dancefly because of you. I mean, of course, the blueprint. Like, y'all gave me, in training, training was important to me when I started. I remember that, and I was like, listen, I need to make, I can do this job, I just need to be trained well, and that's something Ashley and Kathy definitely made sure. Twice, of. three times. Yeah, 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 no, <laughs> especially, probably, I, I still get trained to this day, and I've been with the company over four years, but training, they took that very seriously, and that was a big benefit of why I'm successful, but also, like I said, me and Far just kind of clicked. And he took me under his wing, and he always just taught me everything that was working for him. He told me to do it, I did it, and I was successful. And I feel like to this day, I'm I'm not the best rep, but I mean, I'm I'm, I'm up there. You know what I mean? I I feel like I do very well at my job, in and. and just to put this out there, like our job isn't really that easy. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Like it's there really there's bad. a lot of standards and stuff that need to be met. And it might sound easy because we're calling people over the phone and that might sound easy to you, but until you actually do it Come try it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <think it's> easy <laughs> to- yeah, you let me know. Come try. You know what I mean? Put in an application and no, Let's, no, I'll let you try it, aside from the application. Yeah. You want to try it? <laughs> i you an here. But I'm, it's, it's challenging. It's, de- it's definitely challenging, and trust me, I, within the four years, I've seen people come and go just because they couldn't handle it. You no. know what I mean? Like it, It's, it's a lot. It's, all... it's It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So the people that have stuck it out and are sticking it out, they have a lot of heart, and I'm telling you, they have a lot of drive and ambition because – this job it it, it can get to you you know what I mean so and that's one thing that I'm glad I did have Ashley and Kathy and far to talk me out of my head because I'm a very in my head kind of person and they I just remember like don't you can't take this job personal and I take things personal I feel like people just naturally take things personal but like with this type of job you can't because you hear rejection
2: all day.
0: day, yeah, all day, all day, and like, in and a lot of people don't. I mean, maybe not, not you. Farhan. <laughs> Far doesn't hear rejection, <laughs> but the average rep hears rejection, and you just have to he learn. Moves a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if I see you at the gas
1: station,
2: he told me no. once. his... His family and Duncan Donuts, and I believed him. For six months, she's like, You come in here with Duncan every day. I said, Yeah, my uncle owns a Duncan. I just stopped. I gotta... She's like, Hey, I stopped at the, the Duncan that your uncle owns. I was like, Kevin, he's not on that shit. Like, I have no family in York. Oh,
0: God, go. Just amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. What would you do? You can make people believe he moves people <laughs> with everything he says is very moving. It's not and he manipulative. doesn't lie. It's not <laughs> manipulative. <laughs> oh, well, God.
2: thank you, guys. It's a long time coming. Um, so I appreciate both your stories. And to uh, so those listeners out there, if you have any questions, reach out.
1: And I want to say one more thing. If you are suffering, right, just reach out to someone. Say something. Do not suffer in silence. Cause that's the worst type of suffer. That's it. So right. I just
2: wanted to leave it right there. Right. Got it. Anything, Sai? Yeah. Um. I mean,
0: I will agree with that. If if you are going through something, there's someone that will listen, and sometimes that's all it takes. You just need to sometimes get off your chest or talk to somebody about it. You know what I mean? And to Farhan's point, yeah, just don't suffer in silence because then that leads. I feel like to more bad things you know what i mean and we we don't want to see that and we all have probably have people or know people that have went through something like that suffering silence and it ended terribly so we don't want that to happen to anyone so yeah if you need help please there's someone that will listen and understand or at least try to understand what you're going through but life is worth living that's something my stepmom tells me to this day that life is worth living so no matter what you're going through there's better days ahead you know I mean you wouldn't appreciate the good days if you didn't have the bad so
1: just
2: just keep the faith yep good ending thanks guys
1: uh before we end I just want to say uh thank you guys for your time and energy coming on here it's uh it's a blessing to actually see your interaction you guys have a good thing going on there (laughs) yeah definitely since day one it's been like that yeah yeah it's cool to witness um yeah, like my first know.
2: impression was they were assholes. Uh, yeah, that and happened, I called them that. happened them quickly. That. <laughs> yeah, that happened quickly. Catherine met them real I'm quick. i asshole too, so <laughs> yeah. you know, I, have I bet she Catherine. calls you that too. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. her own son. Her own son. How is <laughs>
1: everyone an asshole? huh? No, yeah. <laughs> maybe no. Maybe a baby. Maybe her. <laughs> always funny. No.
0: They always no. say. That one finger pointing, one finger. Three you gotta look at to the fingers. Back. And yeah, back that could be that, asshole. <laughs> 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 you got Who's no a problem. true asshole, Kathy.
2: I hold myself accountable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an asshole now. No, no, definitely. But yeah, again, awesome. I, I
1: want to say I thank you and appreciate yeah. you guys. And to end on this, on the note that you guys are kind of on, that the greatest blessing that we have is each other. That's basically. true.
0: Very true. Right.
1: Well, we we can end this one. So.
2: Okay. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next thank one. See you yeah, right. guys.
1: Peace. <laughs>